everybody. Get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a chef for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. It is an awesome day. It's Super Bowl Sunday, Woo-hoo. and we're Valentine's Day is in the shoot. And we're really going to be focused, I guess, on Valentine's Day today. we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. Uh, we're not really focused on Valentine's Day well, today. Well, I am. We have just like... Well, I guess two things. I am. We are, you're not. I'm wondering what you're going to get me. I'm not getting you anything. That's so nice. Uh, okay, so the gift of flowers for your Valentine's Day, sweetie, that would be you, can mm-hmm. be a delight or a dud. And I say, why go the dud route when Urban Stems is here? They can do Especially it Especially after you. 20 years when you've definitely had some misses. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is this going to be the beat up David show? I don't remember getting anything for Valentine's Day ever, now that I think of it. Um, you yeah. have five children. I think you're good. Oh, did you give me those on Valentine's Day? Four dogs. Let's see. What, you did, you give in me? Such good what shape. did you give me on Valentine's Day to have children nine months later? Let's think. Okay, anyway. All right. So, uh, Urban Stems is a, is a, they're a great resource for all kinds of gifty items and, and beautiful floral arrangements. Uh, and uh, Cameron Hardesty is in. Cameron is the head of products and lead floral designer, but she's also a former policy person from the Obama White House. So we're going to hear all about that. She's into. We're going to do Forget a, flowers. We're, yeah, the hell with flowers. We're going to talk politics, and but we're going to talk to her shortly. And a little more uh, on the love theme here. If you haven't heard, Iron Gate uh, in Dupont Circle is going all out for uh, Valentine's Day this year, and they are doing the Tunnel of Love uh, for the next two weeks until Valentine's Day, and it is so much fun. They totally decorated the place up, and they are doing fabulous cocktails, of course, to go with, and in studio today is Nick Farrell. He is shaking up some fabulous cocktails. He's brought in a whole bunch of things, and so he's going to talk about what he did, because he even, like... Did something with uh, sweet, not sweethearts. What are those sweethearts called? Sweet, sweetheart candy. The sweetheart candy. So he like made a shrub or something. I don't know. He's going to tell us about that Maybe later. Maybe a shrub. All right. <laughs> right. Okay. And also, for those of you who grocery shop, and who doesn't? We all have to do it at some point. I um, don't. Well, you know, actually, David never grocery shops. And there's a reason for that. That's right. Um, <laughs> But there is a new grocery shopping app uh, called Basket, and it is totally revolutionizing. I can't say that word. Say that for me. Revolutionizing how people do their grocery shopping. And we will have uh, on the phone later Andy Elwood. He is one of the developers of it, giving us the 411 on how we are going to change the way we shop. All right. And Owen Thompson is the mixologist mixologist. He's He's an old friend of the show. I, whose deal is this? You know, love is a know. many love is a many splintered thing, don't you think? Mm-hmm. All right, thanks. So Owen's back in. Owen owns Archipelago on U Street, Twelfth and U, right? And he is. I wish you'd have a drum roll on this. He's bringing Tiki back to D.C. Somewhere Trader Vic is smiling and spinning in the oh, ground. Yeah. <laughs> right. But why don't we start with you? Because Tiki, I mean, I, we talked about it before the show. Trader Vic's. Was a real watering hole. Uh, it was in the Capitol Hilton for centuries. Nixon used to go there. I Everybody it was in loved the Sheridan. it. No, it was in the Capitol Hilton at 16th and K. I know my stuff. Okay. So back <laughs> off, baby. Just you're you're an outlier. You're not even from D.C. Anyways, <laughs> we used to go there, 
My dad loved it there. We used to see, you know, all the big shots were there. And then it all went away, and, like, Tiki was, like, considered tacky, and now it's back. That's right. I mean, you know. Tiki every, was tacky? It, it became a little bit Could that you just way. just be quiet you know, the rest uh, of the show? I... <laughs> Everything is cyclical in this business, and I think, you know, the advent or the disappearance of fresh fruit, juices, purees, things like that definitely led to the downswing of tiki, which is a style that depends on all that stuff. So if you're using bottled sour mix and all those things that happened during the 80s, 90s, it definitely took a serious downturn. And you pretty much saw the drinks only in like Chinese food restaurants and things right, like, like that. Right, like I'm thinking like scorpion bowls. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, but, in so, college, that's what you everybody got because they were inexpensive. They were a lot of booze. And you get, and you get drunk. Six ounces of red and a bunch of Everclear and you're like, good to go. Like, no, but why, I mean, were you like into Tiki and that's how Archipelago got its kind of theme? Or were you going... What's different that I can sort of, you know, disrupt the marketplace with? It's a little bit of both. I mean, I think you always got a couple concepts in your head that you're willing to go with. One, the space we took over had been a Caribbean restaurant for like 20 years, uh, you know, and that sort of influenced a little bit of our decision making. Uh, but it's definitely something we wanted to see here in D.C. We've done a lot of traveling to other cities and checked out different tiki bars there, you know. Because yeah, there was nothing here in D.C. No, I mean, there, there was were nothing. people, like, doing little, like, tiki offerings. Yeah, like tiki Tom offerings. did Hogo yes. for a little bit down there in that right. space before that whole thing got sold Who's off. Who's we? Right. Who's the we that did uh, So it's me and three other partners. Uh, my friend Joe Ambrose, who we own the ice company, and mm-hmm. yep. then we grew up here together. So uh, And then two guys who worked with me at many places. Uh, ben Wiley and Noah Broadus, who were at like Paleo and Range mm-hmm. and all that we stuff. We had Ben in here, didn't we, at one point? I don't know. It's definitely so. possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, all right. So let's talk about what you're going to make first. And then when we come back to you later in the show, I really want to talk about like sort of the history of the t- tiki cocktail and how they sort of come together and how you bring them to life at your place. Yeah, absolutely. What do you uh, got first? So we will start out with our version of the Mai Tai because the Mai Tai is probably the most well-known drink mm-hmm. and ironically being at 12th and U street leads to a lot of confusion sometimes between us and people because we do a very traditional Mai Tai, which tastes shockingly a lot like rum. Okay. And is not red. Okay. Uh, so sometimes most people are very happy about it, but every now and then at, you know, one o'clock in the morning on Saturday night, somebody goes, cool. You know, they're just a little surprised. <laughs> that sounds like that guy who was a pirate on, uh, on so dodgeball. Okay. Cool. What's in a Mai Tai? So a Mai Tai, is, you know, as with most of our drinks, is a blend of rum. In our case, the blend of rums that we use is predominantly a Hamilton Blackstrap Jamaican pot still. Mm-hmm. And then Smith & Cross, which is a multi-sort of tiered blend, but it's Navy Strength, which is about 57%. So Navy it's got Wait, strength. Navy Strength? Yeah, Navy Strength is a term used in both rum and gin from when the old British Navy had their rations. The only two things you sort of keep below decks are gunpowder and the rum or the gin. So that's the percentage that if it spills on the gunpowder, the gunpowder still lights. <laughs> that's cool. Well, that's actually interesting. <laughs> yeah. Fine, I've been on the show eight years. Finally, something interesting. There we go. All right, when we come back, we, want, we do want to talk about how you find the right sources and how all that happens. All right, so you can make that cocktail. All sure. right, make that cocktail. And now we're going to do flowers. Yeah, let's talk to Cameron. Cameron... Um, uh, let's do first the kind of the 411 on urban stems, but then we really do have to talk about how you got to urban stems. Let's do it. All right. So, so 411 on urban stems, we do same day flower delivery. 
starting at $35 and delivery is always included. So our, our co-founders sort of saw this space in the flower industry, like sort of a vacuum for really they good experience. They saw it on experience. Valentine's Day in 2014. Well, actually, so. the, the origin story of Urban Stems is Ajay, um, one of our co-founders, sent flowers to his now ex-girlfriend um, when they <laughs> were in a long-distance relationship through one of the big guys, sort of competitors, yeah. and they never showed up, but he didn't call because he wanted it to be a surprise. And, and that's why she's a nice girlfriend? <laughs> Pretty much. Like that. I mean, yeah, it didn't help the relationship because they never showed up. Mm-hmm. And then he called customer service and it took an hour to just talk to someone. And he was getting his MBA at that point. So I think he was like, there's something to this. There's something here. Right. Yeah. So anyways, same day delivery. Um, in most cases, within two hours. D.C., Baltimore, Philly, New York, Brooklyn, Austin. We just wow. launched Austin. Well, I think let's explain to people what that means. When you say same day delivery... You're not working with the big floral shops. Mm-mm. You guys have your own space. So no. explain how that all works. So we're completely, I guess the word would be vertically integrated. It sounds kind of like lame to say that. But yeah, we are vertically integrated. So we own every step of the process from mm-hmm. the moment the flowers leave the farm to when they get to the recipient. Okay. Yeah. And and how did the bouquets come to life? Like what were the visions of the kinds of flowers and the kinds of offerings you were going to do because they're different. They don't look like uh, a lot of the offerings that you see in some of the bigger uh, floral shops. One eight hundred flowers. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, I feel like all of those designs are usually like super old school, Uh and our demographic is not. They're they're just over it. They don't want red roses on Valentine's Day. They want something interesting. So we have um, this bouquet here, and we also all of our collections and in Valentine's Day in particular are driven Uh by a really strong theme. So Uh our theme for this one was like power ballads and power well, let's talk about what it is because radio is theater of the mind right so when we talk about like so you're right i mean i don't want red roses who does and baby's breath come on right exactly Wait, so ugly <laughs> right. he so, knows better so the bouquets we have here this is I, this one is going to be a super big seller i think mm-hmm. um so there's three different types of roses one is a big nice garden rose with a bunch of petals and a really nice of look and then we have mango calla lilies um yellow aster and so it's multiple levels it's like blush like yeah it's 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 blush and pink and a little bit of orange like it's just like apricots yes exactly so it's multiple layers of a Mm -hmm. single color i feel like that you can really see and it just gives it such a um, a beautiful overall look, you know. And for the guys out there, it's very pretty, and thirty-five bucks <laughs> is the right price. That one is not thirty-five. Bucks. That one's not, not. This one's sixty-five. Sixty-five bucks is the right price. But honestly, if you've been married for twenty years, like I say, go for double the Gaga, double this bouquet. I should get Xanax. <laughs> Valentine's Day. He's going away on Valentine's Day. Oh, really? Day. Where are you yeah, going? I can't wait to. Sc- I mean, I'm really sorry that I'll be in Scottsdale. Uh, and I'm going out, so we're all good. All right, we'll, we'll cover your flowers <laughs> Thank this time. You. It's okay. <laughs> um, but for so you do have offerings of also like doubling it. That's one mm-hmm. of the things you guys do. That's an interesting way of making an offer. What is that? Well, so one of the things that we do differently from a florist and from some of the big companies is that we try to stay really lean and efficient with our supply chain, mm-hmm. um, and we have a curated product offering. So every month we introduce five to six new bouquets, but that's it. You're not going to go to a website and see 500 different bouquets to choose from. Right. Keep it simple. And by being giving our customers the ability to double a bouquet, 
it's like creating a new product without having to do anything extra on the back end. You right. Know no, I mean? it makes all the sense yeah. in the world because if you want to do something more impressive, exactly, it's easy to do. Yeah. We're just scaling up. We've been talking actually about, we've been getting a lot of feedback, especially from, um, from like some of our friends about their, they want like a more impressive sort of high end collection mm-hmm. with like the little leaf wrapped around the vase and that kind of thing. So I think we're going to sort of branch into that a bit more, too. Well, I would assume that a lot of people are seeing more of that. You know, yeah. given the, you know, Pinterest and uh, social media and everything, people are seeing arrangements and weddings and things of that mm-hmm. nature. And they're thinking, how do I get that in my house? Yeah, I have a, I have a, some beef with Pinterest. So, okay. <laughs> so, like... Lay it down. Okay. On, let's hear it. <laughs> All right. So, weddings... For a wedding, you want your flowers to be as open as they possibly can be, like massive. Mm-hmm. And that's when they're just about to die. and be right. Compl- right? So when we get our flowers directly from the farm, so you can see when you look at the rows, it's closed, but it's going to open over time. Right. But when they first, when you first get the flowers, most people don't recognize the difference between a really closed and so an open So you're saying one. people are stupid. No, I'm saying like, <laughs> be happy if your flowers come and they look a little closed because okay. it means you'll get to enjoy them for two weeks. Don't worry. Be Wait a second. Flowers exactly. can last for two weeks? These, especially, yeah, these, our flowers come directly from the farm. So like a florist will buy from a wholesaler who bought from a farm or maybe from like a distributor who, who then bought from a farm. Mm-hmm. So the flowers are losing days as they go along the chain. Sure. And by the time they get to you, there's like maybe three days left on the flowers, whereas ours come directly from the farm. Okay, wait, we're going to take a break. Okay. All right, so when we come back, we're going to talk about the other offerings that you have, and I want to get into succulents. Succulents. Let's do it. (laughs) Now, I'm kind of like, what? Okay, (laughs) this is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. It's lovely in here. We'll be back in just a sec. Some of the most romantic moments happen at home. Potomac's Market at River Falls is offering live Maine lobsters or just tails, plus the best in gourmet prepared foods at MarketRiverFalls.com or call 301-765-8001. This segment of Foodie and the Beast is sponsored by ProFish, D.C.'s premier seafood company. ProFish delivers only the freshest, safest, and most sustainable seafood. Visit them at ProFish.com. Tried and true, and brand new techniques for marketing to the federal government. Federalnewsradio.com. Search Amtower off-center. Okay, so five tacos of cheese and a large soda. That's $10,012. Please drive around. 10000 what? It's obvious you're buzzed and driving. I've only had a few. I'm fine. Yeah, the food's 12 bucks, but getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Please drive around. Actually, just park and come in. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Listen to what Dr. Schertz is talking about on Tech Talk. They look at all the reviews and they they look up the reviewers. They look up, you know, suspect language. And I'm telling you, it is pretty good. I've checked, I mean, I only checked maybe 10 products. And out of the 10... Four of them, they said you should go to another product because there are too many fake reviews. And then they suggested other products that had better reviews. Stratford University's Tech Talk Radio, Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 on 1500 AM. The West Point Society of Washington, D.C., supported by alumni, sponsors, and individuals, is preparing its 10th annual Leadership and Ethics Conference for D.C. metro area 11th graders, March 16th at the George Mason University Arlington campus. 200 students will learn how to deal with leadership and ethical challenges using West Point's ethical decision-making model. 
designed to help develop leaders of character. Several top students will win college scholarships. For more information, search West Point Ethics and Leadership on Facebook. Hey, we're back on Fooding the Bees with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to Cameron Hardesty from Urban Stems. Uh, we're going to kind of transition off these uh, Valentine's Day bouquets to Galentines. Galentines. And succulents. Mm-hmm. Succulents. <laughs> uh, hit it. Tell us about All it. Right. I, I want to talk about succulents first. Okay, let's Because talk about they sort of like hit the floral scene design world like two years ago, and they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and just... Is it just because they're so hardy? What is it about them that, like, the millennials especially have sort of grasped onto that whole look? Well, I think it's a couple things. One, they have the look of flowers. Like, they have petals, and they look like flowers. They sort of evoke flowers, but they last for a long time. And you don't have to do anything, really, to keep them up. Like, Mm -hmm. a little bit of sunlight, a little bit of water, you're good. That's it. Yeah, they're just so easy. Mm -hmm. I think that's why it appeals to, especially millennials. Mm -hmm. And maybe, this is just my, Right, because they don't have to care for it, so it's just easy to do. Lazy millennials. (laughs) Yeah, lazy millennials. No, but, like, um... We have a couple of those, so... (laughs) Particularly during a... Maybe this is just my, like, off-the-cuff theory, but maybe Mm -hmm. during a reset, like, during a recession or economic downturn, people are more interested in spending money on gifts that will last a little bit longer. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's why succulents have become so popular in the last five to seven years. I think years. that's a really good assessment. I, yeah, thank you. You're thank welcome. You. <laughs> what about air plants? Because um, air plants. we were just in um, Italy, and we were in this fabulous restaurant that had air plants hanging <gasps> all over the place. I've never seen anything How like it in my life. Just Amazing. Give them a little spritz every oh, my God. Air plants are so easy to take care of. Like, you don't have to do anything. It's like, I will tell you, okay. At one of a wholesaler nearby who we were friends with, I asked him if I could borrow one of his airplanes because they're like twenty dollars, and I just mm-hmm. wanted it for a single arrangement. Brought it back. He sat it on his desk, and a year later, I come, I came back, and it was sitting in the exact same spot. It looked perfect, pristine. Like, they just take moisture from the air. They and take moisture it. from the air. You have to. You can miss spritz them. them. You can spritz them, but honestly, I feel like that's if you overdo you it, like. It, they don't neglect. So now, is that something neglect that you guys are getting into? Yeah, we have an air. We have two air plant products right now. One's okay. sort of more masculine, and one's more feminine. Okay. So, do you remember the cartoon comic Kathy? Maybe that's of course. Yeah. Okay. So, like, we have a product called the Kathy, and it's a vase that looks like a woman's face, mm-hmm. and then the air plant is like coming out of it like this, oh, like hair. crazy hair. Well, how much is that? Tell people that because that's a um, gift that stays. So. Yeah, it's fifty-five. Yeah, yeah it's fifty-five dollars. Okay. Um, yeah, and it stays forever. And then we have this Galentine's Day gift, which is the freaking cutest thing. Um, it's two. You almost did a Kristen Stewart. Yeah, almost, but not. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is these two little miniature raptors, like dinosaurs, painted rose gold with succulents planted in their back. And little tiny ones, itty little bitty, bitty, itty bitty, raptors. bitty ones. But did you guys ever see those like best friend necklaces? With yes. the heart? The, yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, I didn't. Yeah, not well, him. I mean, I, I wouldn't yes. expect you to, but Nikki. <laughs> yes. This is our interpretation of the best friend's charm. Because, like, they're just best friends. Aww. It's two raptors together. Oh, That's it's cute. so cute. So how much is that? So this is a nice thing for uh, friends to send each other yeah, on Valentine's the, Day. Okay, then we have these Sugarfina gummy bears. Have you guys ever had these? Yes. They're, they're so delicious. Can good. Yes. I I've You're dancing eaten. with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> so we have those two, and then the little temporary tattoo that says besties. Uh-huh. So all of that together is fifty. Right. All right. Let that's me jump nice. in. Is it urbanstems.com? Is it that it's simple? It's urbanstems.com. Okay, yep. that's easy. We're gonna take one more minute. Okay. You were 
in the White House, in I Obama's was. White House, I with was. the National Drug Control Policy That's as right. the deputy, deputy associate director for PR. How much fun was the Obama White House? It was awesome. Yeah. It was so great. And I, my boss, I had two bosses while I was there. One was Director Kurlikowski, who went on to be the commissioner of CBP. Um, and he's been in the news a bit recently. And then Director Botic- Michael Botticelli, who... Mm-hmm. It was just incredible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We just saw no, it. but traveling and traveling with the U.S. Marshals, and we never had to go through TSA. It was awesome. <laughs> that wasn't just the o- that wasn't the only perk of the job, but it was great. Did Michelle ask about me? <laughs> she was constantly talking about you. I, just, she, I couldn't. I yeah. So <laughs> that is great. Well, All we'd right. love to have you come back on the show because some of the things we didn't get to discuss today is sort of your sourcing. Yeah. And- Fresh flowers, and we did touch on that flowers can last a long time, but we really didn't get into maintenance or care, and I just think there's so much more Are we they can talk about. sourced in the U.S.? Because we know somebody that raises has a rose farm in Ecuador, and mm-hmm. they've got to schlep them up here and all that. So yeah, that's, these... these um, most of these flowers come from Latin America, got but it. we do source locally whenever we can. So peonies, mm-hmm. you guys are using yeah, yeah, peonies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are best when they're local. So we'll start getting those back in in around April. Don't they get ants in them? Peonies? Yeah. They do, but they're um, growing outside. Yeah, in no, your garden, yeah. Okay. It's not like they spontaneously combust with ants. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. All but, right. Yeah. So, urbanstems.com. Thanks Thank for you. having me. All right. Me. Back to Owen. Owen, awesome this is drink. so yummy. This is delicious. So, as we said off air, I think one of the misconceptions about tiki drinks is that they are going to be sticky and sweet, like juice, because it's a... Because of the juice. Like, that's where my head goes. Yeah, and I think that also, again, like we were talking about before, comes from that sort of the downturn at the end of the tiki lifespan the first time around, mm-hmm. which is that you stopped using fresh ingredients. Things uh, like orgiats and passion fruit syrups that were pretty commonplace, falernum, were not no longer available on the market. So we make all our own stuff. So mm-hmm. the, the Mai Tai is really just orgiat, curacao, and a rum blend and a little bit of lime juice. Our orgiat, which you know takes a couple of days to make, what uses is it? like what is uh, it? it's generally speaking an almond-based syrup. Okay. So we use a blend of both almond and pumpkin seed. There's a little bit of brandy, a little bit of rose flower and orange flower water. Mm-hmm. You sort of make your. You're like so we Dr. Make Frankenstein every... and the, with the things bubbling. <laughs> yeah. Idea. We our our prep list is uh, very large. We make everything that we possibly can because most items still aren't necessarily commercially available that. We really need it, the like high level freshness that we want. Well, but what's mi- the shelf life of that? Uh, we've yet to really have to test it. I mean, okay. we just are always making it, and we, you know, we get at least a couple weeks off it. Mm-hmm. All right, what are you making next? Uh, next, so I'll show you something totally different, which is there's sort of two ways to go about tiki bars. We found as we wandered around the country looking at them, you can either go, you know, temple style, where you like only make the old school drinks from the 50s or there's a lot of people out there who are opening these tiki bars and incorporating all the new ingredients that are available to us in the style Mm -hmm. and so we like to do that a lot more because that's our background um so this one tiki place in san diego uh, i have to think of the name of it it'll come to me pagan idol or false idol Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Uh, Speed it up, kids. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Finish. Sorry, sorry. This one is usually we do large format at the bar. It is gin, scotch, guava, Thai tea, and lime, which sounds totally off the wall, but it actually ends up 
working out pretty well. Right, is it well. called Don't Drink and Drive? <laughs> it's a, uh, it is called a stolen Mercedes. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Which is, all stems from a story I'm not allowed to tell anymore that I have children. That's a boy. All right, you make it, Nick. Okay. Step up. So we've got dueling Hi, mixologists here. Nick Farrell is the spirits manager at Iron Gate, which is... If it isn't the, it's one of the prettiest restaurants in town on N Street Northwest, owned by Neighborhood Restaurant Group. And they've got a pop-up bar, Tunnel of Love is the name of the promotion, right, for Valentine's Day. And um, you made me, I I am not a big Negroni guy, but you made me a Negroni that I sucked down at about two minutes. It was delicious. (laughs) Because it wasn't as bitter, you know. So talk no, about no, I mean, it, 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 it wasn't. And uh, what what we try to do behind the bar at Iron Gate is, uh, and, and also with our wine list, um, is hew very closely to what we do with food. So mm-hmm. uh, that was, uh, we were making a Negroni using all Southern Italian ingredients. So actually, instead of doing a gin, we took a Southern Italian grappa, and we then infused it with gin botanicals. Uh, and we do that ahead of time. So Lots Owen's, of, Owen's sure. writing something down. I got you, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we use uh, juniper there. Um, lots and lots of grapefruit because I find that pairs really well with like red Italian bitter liqueurs like Campari uh, mm-hmm. that you're more used to. Uh, though we use something called Rinomato from Basilicata that's a little less bitter, but um, but conceptually on point for us because it's Southern Italian. Well, let's go back a little bit. So the launch of the Tunnel of Love, like you guys yes. totally rocked that out. You decorated the whole place up, and it's super fun and a little kitschy. Um, sure. What was the thought behind all that? Um, well, February is a cold month. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we just went through an election where no matter how you feel, a lot of people feel very bitter about it. <laughs> you know, the, the, the world needs a little more love right now. Okay. So, um, and... Everybody wants to go out on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. but it's very hard to get a reservation. So being able to celebrate that for two weeks, you know, Super smart. and we're constantly looked at as one of the most romantic spots in D.C. Well, it is so, like a ridiculously it's, gorgeous It's spot. absolutely beautiful, and so, whether it's winter or summer. So since we were just there, I mean, just to explain to people, if you haven't been, um, you know, it's got this beautiful entranceway in the long bar and it's inside. But there is actually like you're almost really outside. Because of the end right. there. Right. So it is this long tunnel, which goes out to this fabulous patio, mm-hmm. um, which when we were there the other night was packed. I couldn't yes. believe people were outside. I mean, it was cold. Yeah, it was, it, it was like 40 degrees. And, and people and were there outside. Were, there well, was we a lot of people outside eating. Propane heaters. Thank yes, you. True. We do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We, have, we have nice fire pits and we give people blankets. But um, the thing, it's, it, it's a historic building. It was the stables for General Nelson Miles' horses. Absolutely. Uh, he's a Civil War hero and Indian Wars hero and all of that. And it's got a real feel. There's a lot of wood. And, and part of the stables, part of the stalls is still part of yes, the Yes, in, in that back dining room. Yeah. They're right so there. So the back it's dining really... room has a huge fireplace. And that's where Tony just launched. Tony Chittam just launched his new menu. Indeed. Which indeed. Is... Well, And the new menu is, with the concept change uh, that, that we did, the new menu is available throughout the restaurant. Okay. So So before it used to be... Uh, two separate menus. Mm-hmm. We brought both of those together, and now you can get whatever you want, wherever you want. So we're not just a winter restaurant in the back dining room and right. then a summer restaurant on the patio. Sure. You can enjoy whatever you want, wherever you want to be. Okay. So. Now, you're going to be making us some of the cocktails that are just on the menu for this two weeks, Indeed. right? So yes. what are we starting with? 
Uh, we're going to start with a drink called Better Put a Ring on It. Okay. Um, so it's it, it's a little cheeky. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it, it's actually kind of a tiki drink. Mm-hmm. Um, not to oh. yeah, not to start a competition here, but um, but to start a competition. Let's go. <laughs> no, but uh, tiki drinks are known for uh, gaudy garnishes, and uh, we deck this out with a ring pop here. Uh-huh. Um, so it's it, it's a pina colada with a little bit more depth. Uh, we have some pepper in there. And um, another um, Italian ingredient called Caffo Mazzotti Le Apertivo, which is somewhere between like Campari and Aperol on mm-hmm. the bitterness spectrum, okay. um, just to add a little bit to it there. It right. used so. to be that you could understand what a bartender was saying. You know? <laughs> I'll have a gin and I'll have some tonic with it. You know, now it's all Italian and sure. kind of stuff. All right. All right well, so, we're going to take a quick commercial break. All so right. If you want to. Mix that up while we're on commercial break, and then we come back. You can tell us about the other cocktails that you're making there and some of the great food because you guys have a new bar menu that you're doing with it. We do, yes. Yes. We have a a small plates menu that goes along with with the pop-up. Cool. Yeah. All right. This is David and Nikki Nellis. We are getting really boozy in studio. We'll be back in just a sec. If you've ever worked for a large company that provides services to a customer, at some point you may have said, Huh, I think I might be able to do this better on my own. Well, this is a show for people who actually take the step off the ledge and fend for themselves in the cutthroat world that is government contracting. I'm Alan Scott of Columbia Technology Partners and host Ready to Prime. Part information, part inspiration, and all small business. Heard the last Tuesday of every month on Federal News Radio 1500 AM or on demand at federalnewsradio.com. Search Ready to Prime. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed, isn't it? Why is heroin so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. I'm Aileen Black. And I'm Gigi Shum. Together, we host Women of Washington. You'll hear the inspiring and amazing stories of women who have paved their own path to success and achieved incredible milestones in their careers. Some have leaned in. Others took an unconventional approach. All have made an impact on the business landscape of Washington, D.C. and beyond. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 1 for Women of Washington, Federal News Radio, 1500 AM. Download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Women of Washington. United Soldiers and Sailors of America provides food, shelter, utilities, toiletries, and the essentials for daily living to our combat-wounded service members and their families. The need for help rises dramatically in the winter. Sometimes our wounded warriors are forced to choose between paying to heat their homes or buying food for their families. You can lessen the burden by donating to USASOA.org. All money given to United Soldiers and Sailors of America goes directly to our service members. Again, that's USASOA.org. Hey, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to Nick Farrell, who's the spirits manager at Iron Gate, neighborhood restaurant group. And he's making Great a drink called Put a Ring on It. Yes. Okay. So, so well, this is all part, well, just to get Yeah, I was going to back up. up. Yeah. Tunnel of Love promotion for Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. now through the 14th. you got... You got right. a great pop-up. You got some really kitschy stuff there at the bar. We had the big heart on the mirror where we were able to take our photos. And yes, yes. That was very romantic for people who've been married 21 years. But what I love is on the um, <laughs> cocktail list, you have really fun and interesting names. And I know you're put, doing Put a Ring on it in studio right now. Mm-hmm. But what else? What are some of the other fun things that you're doing? 
Oh, let's see. We have a cocktail called uh, Kiss from a Rose with mm-hmm. rose petals, Hendrix gin, um, pomegranate syrup, rose water, Koki Rosa, um, yogurt, and lemon juice, wow. actually. And that's garnished with rose petals. Okay. So. I didn't Can have you just pour it into pita bread? One, and... What's the one you're doing in the bottle? Because I know you brought that in studio. Oh, uh, that's called I'll Have What She's Having. So right. it's, uh, it, it's a bottled cocktail. Is that taken from Harry Met Sally? It is. Okay. Yes. Yes. Those of you old enough to remember when Harry Met Sally. Right. And, uh, th- and that's set up with uh, some blood orange ice cubes that are, that are heart-shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we pour the bottled cocktail over it. Um, right. And it's, uh, it has a sweetheart shrub vodka, uh, a sweetheart blood orange shrub vodka, uh, Don Chicho fig leaf Fico de India, which is a prickly pear liqueur. Right. Uh, and elderflower liqueur. Well, that. so let's just back up a little bit. The sh- the bottling of it. Yes. Is that just for fun or does it, like, it's why bottle a cocktail? It, it, does it, it just make a, it fun? Well, we, it makes it easier, we went, too. We, it, it makes it easier, and we went with a very uh, a- ambitious menu, and we knew we were going to, going to do a lot of volume for mm-hmm. this. Uh, but it makes a really nice presentation table side. It does. So, so what happens is, is that it's nice to have it bottled because then the uh, y- your server can pour it table side, and you can see the blood orange heart shaped ice cubes at the table before the cocktail goes into and it. And then I assume the blood orange. Like it changes, and then, the, the, yes. and the, the cocktail, cocktail changes cha- over time. Cocktail changes as you drink it, as as the ice cubes melt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a fun little way to experience um, the, the drink as well. Well, we okay. should mention that Don Chicho Afili uh, liqueurs are made locally by Francesco They are. Amadeo. He lives upstairs. Yes. Yes. He does live upstairs. He lives upstairs. Does, <laughs> getting them, does, get, does he? Yeah, he's, he he's listening now. <laughs> Senti, caro. But here's my question. Does getting them locally and getting them basically hot off the press, does that matter? To the quality of the drink? Well, a- absolutely. And, but uh, especially with Francesco's products, we love to use them because um, all his recipes are inspired from um, family recipes yeah. from the Amalfi Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's right in our wheelhouse with food and drinks. Well, I think we should so. mention that because you've been talking about a lot of different spirits today. Right. Um, and you are... Iron Gate is a predominantly Mediterranean restaurant. It takes from Italy and Greece and other regions. But, you know, so it makes sense that the spirits you carry are from those regions as well. Right. And and we like to stay locally as well. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, he he definitely hits all those marks for us. But um, a few other drinks we'll be making uh, incorporate um, Southern Italian and local. And we we figure if we keep mentioning his name, he's going to take us back to his family. Right, at some point. (laughs) At some point. point we'll get back there. Okay, and you're making one other drink, right? So we talked about put a ring on it. We have the... We have the uh, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. And then we have the 101 aphrodisiacs. Okay, so uh, tell us which, about that. Yeah, so that's um, that is a sparkling cocktail uh, made with champagne. Uh, the idea behind it is uh, all the ingredients in in it are uh, aphrodisiacs. Supposed uh, so aphrodisiacs. Have, uh, James River Ostervit, which is an aquavit that's uh, local mm-hmm. um, that uh, sits on Rappahannock oyster shells uh, before distillation. Um, so oysters. Don't you have anything better to do? <laughs> I mean, really. Um, uh, Let's put it on a Lay's potato chip. And see. I mean, how much experimentation did that take? Okay, go uh, ahead. Uh, he uh, didn't make it. He's just telling us about it. Relax. Uh, pomegranate blood orange, mm-hmm. uh, or excuse me, pomegranate uh, orange blossom syrup, um, champagne, uh, as mentioned, and then garnish uh, lemon juice and garnished with an, an amaro truffle. 
And then Amaro had. goes into uh, the drink as well, which is uh, well, let's, Amaro Vecchio del Calvo. Let's give it a shot and see if we can have kid number six. Why not? It's 101 aphrodisiacs. <laughs> let's do it. That's what we need is one more kid, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's exactly I'll it. kill myself. <laughs> yes, right. maybe we should have another kid. <laughs> that's right. Insurance. All right, so while you're whipping that up, let's go talk. We're going we're gonna to completely change it. We're going to talk apps. Andy, okay. are you there? Hey, how's it going? It's hey, going Andy, good. how are you? So on the phone is well. Andy Elwood. Uh, he is one of the co-founders of a new mobile app called Basket. And it's, uh, just to give the top line, it's a grocery shopping app that lets you put your shopping list out there and locate stores nearby where your items are the cheapest. So it's basically doing price comparisons, creating price wars, right, Andy? Absolutely, absolutely. On a, on a Super Bowl Sunday like today, people are, are looking at different shopping lists than they normally would look at, mm-hmm. and may, may not know which stores carry you know their favorite uh, comfort foods if it's not what's normally on the shopping list. And with Basket, if you give us your your list of things that you're looking to go to the store to purchase today, we'll tell you every store within five miles that first carries all the products that you're looking for. So if, if you've got a specialty product or um, something fun that's on the list. And then we will also tell you which store carries all of those products at the best price. And for the first time ever, consumers are, are armed with that knowledge that, they're, that they're, they've been used to having, let's say, with travel. You know, I always go to Kayak, and I check with Kayak before I purchase my flights just to make sure, you know what, like I'm loyal to American Airlines. I'm probably going to buy from AA.com, but mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that it's, I'm, I'm, I'm in the ballpark with those purchases. Now we're able to do that in in-store grocery shopping as well. Well, how, I mean, how's it working? The, the, the natural assumption would be that you guys are out scanning the Internet for pricing, but it really isn't that way. It's really, you know, sort of crowd-consumer driven. Uh, yeah, and- yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been a really interesting uh, process. My, the, my previous startup was a company called Waze, the traffic and navigation app. I've never uh, heard of it. Never <laughs> heard of it at all. Do you have a couple of billion yeah. to spare as long as we're getting to be friendly? <laughs> no, I, 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 I was fortunate to be one of the early team members here in the U.S. Uh, you know, the company was started in Tel Aviv, Israel, and when they were expanded to the U.S., I was one of the first hires in New York City. And and we learned a lot around, you know, sometimes you just need to ask the crowd for help to go get the data that you need to be able to provide the value that you want using mobile applications. And fortunately, Waze took off in, in a way that a lot of people, you know, didn't expect. And, it was, you know, it was a long a long journey for, for the founders, but, you know, incredible results at the end when it was purchased by Google in 2013. And right after that is when I jumped in with my business partner, Neil Kataria, uh, to start building what, what is now Basket. And we found out pretty quickly that the stores didn't have data feeds that we could borrow uh, to put all this information together. And so we just asked other shoppers, if you see a good price, would you be willing to share it? And we built the back end that allows uh, people, when they see great prices, to put it into the system. And so if I find a great price on Diet Coke and you've got Diet Coke on your list, if I put that into the, the system, your shopping list then automatically updates with the new best price locally. So yeah. is it all aggregated? Not anymore, though, right? Or is that how it initially took off? Yeah, so that's how it initially took off. And we still have about 5,000 secret shoppers around the country that are helping us make sure that uh, we're, we're consistent and, and, and smart with, with how we're doing it. But we've got about a quarter million users uh, just uh, since we since we officially launched it last summer. So it's been pretty pretty exciting to see how, how quickly it's taken off. You know, a lot of innovation that's happened um, in commerce has been online, uh, figuring out how to do delivery and things along those lines. And, you know, for people that can afford the, the little bit of the upcharge and, and you know, kind of have that convenience focus, mm-hmm. absolutely, it makes a ton of sense. But 
96% of America is still going inside grocery stores on a weekly basis, and there hasn't really been a whole lot of innovation to allow you to know while you're standing in that grocery aisle, are you, you know, surrounded by good prices or are you surrounded by, uh, you know, maybe a little bit, little bit of a markup that you weren't expecting? Well, let a me. Like the price, oh, sorry. Like go ahead. Go ahead. Right. A little bit like the price is right, and uh, now we actually have a way to, to let you know if you if you got the correct answers. Well, first I got to give you props because, like you, our our oldest son was one of the first sixty people hired at Hulu. So timing. Oh man. Timing yeah. is everything, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? But it really but is. here's it really is. here's the question. So if I'm at a major supermarket and I'm looking around and I, I have a shopping list and I see all the items, but they're really in stores that are kind of, in, you know, neighboring neighboring communities or whatever. Aren't I kind of forced, if I really want this, to get in the car and kind of schlep around to get the lowest price across the board? Yeah, so the, so we actually optimize your shopping list for one store. Cool. So some people, some people are willing to, you know, to go to a couple stores and we give you that option as well. So mm-hmm. um, one of the big things that we launched after the first of the year is, Buy these six items at a local grocery store, and buy these five items on Amazon, and that the the aggregate is the best price you can possibly get. Um, that's going to be continue to be a big uh, area of growth for us. It's kind of that that optimization across delivery versus going to the store yourself. But if you are you know in your car, uh, you know I actually saw this last week. Uh, my mom actually sent me a screenshot of this, and she it was literally if she turned left. Versus turning right, she saved thirty dollars on on this week's groceries, and you know that's real money when you add it up over the course of uh, you know groceries. It's real uh, money any day of the week. week but let yeah. me ask you a question. So when it comes sure. to putting the list together, how <laughs> detailed do you need to be? Like, let's say somebody only shops at you know like a Whole Foods market and they buy yeah. you know super organic. Mean somebody like Nikki. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, what if somebody is really you know. How how do you assist that person so that they're getting yeah. the best price for the products that they want to buy? Yeah, so a really interesting thing that we've we've learned over the past three years of, of parsing and, and working through all this data. You know, we now have over one million products in our database, mm-hmm. uh, unique SKUs, different sizes, regional brands, regional <laughs> brands national brands, um, across 165,000 grocery stores um, in, in the U.S., and one of the things that you hit the nail on the head that we came across was if you're shopping for 365 brand anything at Whole Foods, we can't compare that product to outside of the Whole Foods because it's a store brand. Right. And so what we then learned was 42% of the products inside of most of the major retailers right now are some version of a store brand. Uh, they have you know private labels and things along those lines because the retailers have figured out that's a great way for them to increase their revenues um, while providing basically the same product across every store. It's just a different label. Right. And so what we what we actually allow you to do is we show you a we show you similar products at other stores mm-hmm. so that you can get an actual apples to apples comparison. So if you're looking at 365 brand olive oil and then you go to Kroger and you're looking at Peak Section, uh, which is their store brand olive oil. Uh, to Trader Joe's and looking at their, their store brand olive oil, we give you the the full scope so you can look at individual products. But ultimately, the goal is for your entire basket of goods. Right, because I think that's the hardest part, especially with a place like um, Trader Joe's, where Absolutely. while they have great product, you can't really go there and buy everything. Like if you're going for like your major grocery shopping, you know, as yep. a you know, I I don't know who you, who do you think your audience is? Is it a woman like me who has a bunch of kids, or is it somebody living in New York City who just needs to buy for themselves? Like who do you think your audience yeah, is? Yeah, our, our 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 audience is is uh, majority working mothers mm-hmm. um, who don't feel like they have extra time or extra money. 
Um, you know, there's and that's kind of the paradigm that we've we've discovered. When you've got things like uh, Instacart out in San Francisco, uh, Fresh Direct in New York City, you know, those are you know just it, it's kind of a I don't care how much it costs, just get it to me as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I asked my friends in, in New York, I'm like I'm like how far would you walk to save ten dollars? And they say I don't know if I would. <laughs> right? That's kind of the you know because because bunch of lazy millennials. You've got to walk back a block right. carrying all your things, right? With the bag, oh, right. To, to put in your car, right? Thank God. Does that uh, sound like our kids or what? <laughs> Carry me back. That's right. Right? So, so, so New York and San Francisco are interesting markets from that standpoint, right? That everybody just like it's a distance thing. It's a convenience thing. The rest of the country, which is really where we feel like our, our, our target audience is, is continuing to grow, is folks that don't have time to jump through seven hoops and clip eight coupons and remember to bring their rebate card. Uh, it's folks that are, I'm rushing from here to there. I've got soccer practice, I've got a birthday party, then I've got a work event. Andy, um, maybe, hey, yeah. Andy, I'm going to cut you off for just yeah. a sec. We have to take a quick commercial sure. break. When we come back, Absolutely. let's get back into it, because I think cutting coupons is a excellent place to start off, like where that, if people do that, where that fits in or if it even should fit in. All right? Sounds good. Okay, hey, this is David and Nikki Nels with Foodie and the Beast. Um, we are surrounded by cocktails, but while we're doing that, we're also going to learn how to shop better which I think I should do. Oh, please, Andy, help <laughs> We'll be me. back in just a sec. This is John Gilroy. My show, Federal Tech Talk, answers the question, how does technology make life easier for the federal audience? I've spent years interviewing federal CIOs, tech leaders, and big company CTOs. What they tell me is compelling, provocative, and always relevant to the federal government and contractor. Check it out Tuesday and Thursday afternoons at 1 on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM, or download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Federal Tech Talk. In 2008, PGA professional Steve Greiner established a Wounded Warrior Golf Program to serve the Washington, D.C. area. Since its inception, over 1,000 military lives have been positively impacted at zero cost to the participants. Now, Links to Freedom, an approved 501c3 nonprofit, needs your help to continue providing injured service members and their families this critical rehabilitative program. Please visit linkstofreedom.org. That's linkstofreedom.org for more details today. In today's competitive job market, imagine not having the reading skills needed to even fill out an application. 90,000 adults in D.C. are considered functionally illiterate. It takes a lot for an adult to admit they can't read. It takes even more courage to do something about it. The Washington Literacy Center teaches adult learners to read, giving them options and a bright future. Please give back to the community by donating today. Go to WashingtonLiteracyCenter.org and make your much-needed charitable contribution. Changing lives through literacy. WashingtonLiteracyCenter.org. How do agencies respond to current threats and challenges? Find insight at federalnewsradio.com. Search Fed Access. Some of the most romantic moments happen at home. Potomac's Market at River Falls is offering live Maine lobsters or just tails, plus the best in gourmet prepared foods at marketriverfalls.com or call 301-765-8001. This segment of Foodie and the Beast is sponsored by ProFish, D.C.'s premier seafood company. ProFish delivers only the freshest, safest, and most sustainable seafood. Visit them at profish.com. Speaking of ProFish, I want to thank ProFish Market at River Falls and Celebrity Cruises for sponsoring the show. If you're not a sponsor, don't be shy. Call me, baby. So, Andy, <laughs> back to you. Yes, sir. Ah, all right. So, uh, yes. I, you know, I lost the thread. What we, we, we cut poor Andy off in the middle. What I the know. hell were we well, talking about? Well, we were talking about, about coupons. Ah, the we coupon. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, is yeah that, exactly. So, 
I mean, is that something that people, I mean, what is, like, do lots of people use coupons? And would people using your app be the people who are using coupons as well? So well, we've seen a lot, you know, uh, industry-wide coupons are redeemed at one and a half percent rate, right? Okay. So of all the coupons that are put up there in the world, just a little bit over 1% of them are ever redeemed. And it's a really interesting market, and the, huh. the, the, the procedure for it is, is really challenging. And there's been, you know, a, a lot of uh, stagnation in the digital coupon space because if coupons were super easy for everyone to redeem, Everybody would the market would break. Right. right. Well, it's the, interesting. The, the, the response market. rate on coupons is about the same as it's actually slightly, only slightly higher than direct mail or, or e-blasts. Why is that? There's so right. there are billions of them out there, but is it too yeah, much it's, trouble? It's, it's, and it is for more and more people. People are so used to having everything available to them on their phone. Uh, the idea of going to a website, printing out a coupon, carrying it with you, remembering to have it when you go to the store and mm-hmm. go through the process. There are you know millions of people out there that still do, obviously. Uh, but for a lot of our shoppers, for a lot of the, the families and, and uh, you know, shoppers that we, we speak with that are part of our community, they said, look, I'm saving 28 to 30% every week without coupons just using Basket. And wow. that's one of the things that I think is really interesting and, and the reason why you know, I, I work nights and weekends and, and uh, you know, sometimes see my friends is because what we're doing is we're really saving you know, working families a lot of money uh, just by giving them access to the information and letting them make the best decision for themselves. Uh, about 90, 91% of the prices for items uh, that are in store are never published outside of the store. So if you go to a, a website for a, a Giant or a Hair Cedar or, or Safeway, you're only going to see about 10% of the prices, um, 10% of the sales that are in that store because they want that's their way of kind of luring you in. There's another couple thousand products that are actually on sale in most of those stores that they hope will be what you find once you get there. What we're doing our best is allowing our community to help each other save money while shopping the way that they want to shop. Right. I think that's you know, that's something that we're we, we're continually inspired by the stories we hear of you know families working together. Um, you know, we we actually I think we're we're going to eventually end up saving a couple marriages uh, because we've got. A can, share. can you save ours? Andy, we're going to have to. Andy, we are going to have to yeah, wrap up. Fun. But if you could just give me like in thirty seconds or less, how do you use the app? Like, how do people do it? Absolutely. Because we really haven't yeah, done a how to. So just thirty seconds, please. Sure. Yeah. Go to BasketSavings.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, download, download either iPhone or Android. Both are available. Uh, put your first shopping list in once you once you register uh, on the app, mm-hmm. and you know type in milk. Cheese, eggs, bread, uh, tortilla chips, mm-hmm. and press shop my ba- shop my basket. At that point, we're going to show you on a map all the stores close by to you that carry the products that you asked for, and what the total price for your basket will be. Fantastic. And then from there, you, you can build multiple shopping lists, and you can share those shopping lists. So, Nikki, if you create a shopping list and say, "Hey, David, can you pick up these three other things that I missed on the way home?" Fantastic. And so it's a you know a way to kind of collaborate as you go. But the main thing is build that first shopping list. See the savings, and then uh, hopefully Basket becomes a home screen app for you. All right, great. Tell people where they can find it. Basketsavings.com or on Facebook and Twitter. Okay, great, Andy. It's only brilliant. Way to go, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much. All right, right. so Nick. We never wrapped up with Nick. He's Um, making one more. What are you doing, Nick? This is the 101 aphrodisiacs. Okay, so Nick is making the 101 aphrodisiacs, but we did not wrap you up politely or kindly. So where can people find you making these cocktails? Sure. Uh, Iron Gate and DuPont Circle. It's Mm -hmm. on N Street between 17th and 18th in Northwest. Okay. And the Tunnel of Love happens for how long? And the Tunnel of Love happens until Valentine's Day. Okay. So it's every night. 
from now until and then the love is out so. the door. And we yeah. should again mention that uh, you know Tony, <laughs> Chef Tony Chinum has created a new menu uh, yes. that goes on beyond Valentine's Day. Yeah, and we Day. sampled it, and it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Get the calamari, the stuffed squid. Yeah, the stuffed That's squid all I can say. All right, so let's go back to Owen. Owen, you know, two seconds. Like we were talking before the show about, you know, how many opportunities you have and how little shelf space you have to put, you know, resources up there. How do you figure out what goes up there? <laughs> I mean, there's so many distilleries and so many resources locally and nationally now. How do you figure it out? Uh, there really are. It's a very interesting time in terms of the quantity and sometimes quality of products that are out there on the market. Uh, we had, you know, different concepts. I approached it different ways. Like for us, you know, we just buy all things that are rum. And then we only carry like three or four gins, three or four whiskeys, three or four scotches. So because I mean, do people walk through the front door at Archipelago and say, hey, you don't know me, but we're distilling, you know, gin now and we'd like you to try it? Oh, absolutely. All the time. And, you know... Almost everything, just like almost every bar and restaurant, comes with a great story. And there's always somebody with passion behind it. And at the end of the day, you know, for right. us conceptually, it's yeah. just like shelf space. Shelf space. Yeah, yeah. we get we're gonna have three gins. So if you come in to talk to me about a gin, you've got to be able to replace one of the three that's sitting back there, because I don't have space for a fourth. So it's that's that's really how I always look at it. Uh, when we opened a uh, range, me and actually some of the guys who I ended up partnering with us on, uh, we did an entirely blind tasting for the entire back bar. So we tasted through like 100 vodkas, 100 rums, 100, you know, and we settled on like five. And after five. you got out of the emergency room. What- uh, it, it took a lot of series of days, a lot of pizzas, and uh, a lot of, you know, Coors Light afterwards. Who was that guy, Sam, of- the big guy? Sam? Sam, yeah. 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 So we, we did that. Like, we met at my house while we were in construction and did all this blind tasting. And that was how we, every time a sales guy came in, I'd say, oh, well, what do you think you can replace? And we'd set him up blind, have somebody else pour him. We'd taste it. And I was like, man, if I pick your thing, you I'll win. get rid of this, you're in. But that's all I can do. You know, yeah. I don't have any more places. How many rums do you carry? Uh, we are up to, like, 85 now. Wow. Uh, and i got to build some more shelves. <laughs> it's my place. I can build as many shelves well, as we, I want. Yeah, we we took the opposite route of many things that are opening in D.C. these days. We have uh, basically no financial backing. We're four bartenders who maxed out some credit cards and did all the construction ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we had a very amusing time of it. You know, you'll see anything in there. I probably built. You know, we didn't ask you. We got about thirty seconds here. What about food? So we do. It's kind of funny. So. Tiki drinks went to hide in Chinese food restaurants, you know, as people saw over time, the scorpion bowls you right. were talking about earlier. But also the original tiki places, they, they're they based on an entirely made-up culture. So people think it's Hawaiian or Polynesian or whatever it is. You know, it's it steals from everywhere. And actually what they mostly served was Cantonese food because nobody in the 30s and 40s in America had any idea what that was. Okay. So the lo mein, the, you know, the, all those sort of yeah. things. Welcome so, to my father. Uh, right. But so what do you serve? So that is sort of, we're reverse engineering that, which is that we actually do a lot of our menu pulls from Chinese food uh, and those flavor profiles. Um, okay. We tend to prefer more like Szechuan style stuff. But mm-hmm. All right. Unfortunately, we're going to wrap, but Archipelago is at 12th and U, easy it to is. find. 
Uh, the, if the drinks are any indication, it's a lot of fun. It is. Well, I've been there, and the space is really spectacular. <laughs> of <course> you've been <laughs> there. And the drinks are fabulous. And I, what I'd love to talk about maybe next time is talking about your collection of tiki barware. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, we got a lot of that. awesome. All right. We have to wrap up. So this was a fabulous show today. Yep. We did flowers and Tunnel of Love, and we did a little Am grocery shopping. Am I the only shopping. one clapping? Come on, Yes, you. all right. Come on. Come on. Good and we got Lord. our tiki on. And next week is really going to be fabulous because we have in studio the new uh, Smithsonian brewing historian, Teresa McCullough. She'll be in studio talking about her role there. So it's going to be very exciting. We want to thank all of our people for coming in studio today. Everybody have a great time at the Super Bowl. Start Urban get- stems for <laughs> Valentine's Day. Start getting ready for Valentine's Day and please have a delicious week.